0: I can see all of you guys. So welcome to week two of our uh, Proven series. And let me tell you what you guys. I am pretty excited because this is like just a snippet of like Second Peter, and which is one of like my favorite people in the Bible for like a million reasons. Um, but before we jump into tonight, um, so if you guys didn't know me or know anything about me, um, I'm a mom. My oldest, because also if you don't know, like I'm pregnant. I just feel like I need to like say that out loud. <laughs> I know. And I don't know if I've said this. I know. And I don't know if I've announced this from up here, but like it's a baby girl. <laughs> and so, But for my other kid, so Salem, he he is three. He'll be four in December. He is not four yet. He will be four in December. And if everyone says he's four, I have a problem with that. He's not that old yet. <laughs> and something about Salem, which... I I do I do appreciate a lot of the time, but he is a very emotionally driven child. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever been around one of those, <laughs> but that is Salem, and that's normal. Like it's a totally like appropriate developmental stage that he's in, um, and it's not bad whatsoever. Um, But like what we've had to do, like he's just okay, yeah, he's gonna fly off the handle, you gotta deal with it. Sorry, everyone else around you. Like, no, like we have a responsibility to like coach through that, (laughs) you know. And so we've had to work really hard on how to handle our emotions and how to cope, which means I also have to work on that, (laughs) because he's learning from us. And so we have these things called feeling buddies, and so. Last week, we got out our feeling buddies, and we're practicing what to do when we feel happy or sad or angry or, like, fill-in-the-blank, whatever emotion, um, and so we're just practicing, and, like, he gets his sad feeling buddy out, and I'm, like, coaching him through what to do and, like, reading the book that goes with it, and so he's telling his sad buddy that, hey, sad buddy, you're safe, and that sad buddy can handle this, and um, and then we switch on like what to do because it's one thing to like acknowledge your emotions, but there's also like something that you, like there's an action that needs to follow. You can't just be like, well, I'm sad, that's it. <laughs> you know? And so we had to switch to what to do then. And so um, I asked Salem, uh, I said, "I said, whenever you're sad, like, do you need a hug? Or do you just need a good cry? Or, or what do you need for comfort? So I said, Salem, what do you need for comfort right now? And my sweet, sweet three-year-old says, no, mommy, Jesus is comfort. Jesus is so, so good. (laughs) I know, and I was, like, stunned, and I was, like, I don't know to, like, whether to, like, jump for joy or, like, cry my face off or, like, be, like, do you even know, like, who Jesus, you know? (laughs) Like, Like, so many things, like, and, like, as a parent, it's also, like, yay, Sunday school's working, like, great, like, <laughs> awesome. And so I just, like, sat there for a second. I was, like, stunned, but, like, I was also, like, so overwhelmed that that was, like, an immediate answer for Salem. And the thing with learning emotions and learning how to navigate this world, like, just like a three-year-old, which we really aren't that different from three-year-olds, <laughs> That's what I'm learning as I parent. Um, like, we, too, are faced with choices, uh, when we're feeling sad or disappointed or scared or happy, like, we have a choice in how, we, in how we respond. And we get to choose to have faith or pursue goodness, or we can choose other things. And that's what tonight is all about. Is it's about faith and goodness. And unfortunately, like, faith has been largely overcomplicated for us. And also, unfortunately, like a lot of things are disguised as goodness. Like I've heard before, if like you know I'm really not feeling it during worship, so I think I'm just gonna find a different church. And like I've grown up hearing that it's like I'm just really not feeling it here. And I'm like, okay, good, because your feelings are like really faulty. (laughs) Like you know, like that's okay. Or like, like I used to believe in God until this traumatic thing happened in my life, and now I don't want anything to do with God. Which, like, we've all heard that. Some of us might have even experienced that before. And, like, I do, like, those experiences are absolutely legitimate. But, like, we do have a responsibility in how we respond, right? And a lot of us, we get faith confused with feelings, and we we get goodness confused with convenience. And all of us in this room, outside this room, like, outside this building, outside Terre Haute, like, everyone, like, everyone has a faith, and everyone experiences good things. But knowing what our faith is in, who our faith is in, and where those good things come from, like it makes all the difference in the world. And that's one of the most important questions that you could ever ask. Like, of course I have faith, we all have faith. But who is my faith in, and what is my faith in? And like, where is this goodness coming from? And tonight, I am not here to tell you that faith is easy, that faith in Jesus is easy. Um, I'm not telling you it's easy to be good either. <laughs> um, I'm not here to tell you that everything in your life will be perfect when you believe in him. Um, but what I am saying is that faith is a choice. And I am saying that we, that we need to recognize true goodness in our living. And so tonight, I just want us to like, like, the, like you'll be hearing this a lot tonight, like choose faith and pursue goodness and we're gonna figure out what that means. Um, first, let's go ahead and pray over this. Uh, Father God, thank you for tonight. Thank you for um, different ways that we can worship you. Uh, thank you for your word. Uh, thank you for um, those who have gone before us to preserve it and to um, like make this so accessible to us here today. Um, God, may we like honor that and um, that tonight is honoring to you. Um, give us ears to hear and minds to listen, um, and just, just, that's it. Amen. (laughs) I mean, that's not it. There's way more. (laughs) But if I don't cut myself off, then, like, you guys are going to be here till midnight. But, um, so, yeah, last week, Ben spoke about, uh, like, what's going to go down over the next few weeks, um, and I really do hope you are excited as I am. And if you're not, like, it's okay. Get pumped. There's time to get excited. I also know it's, like, midterms coming up, so, like, I understand that too, but for one thing, I love Peter. Like I think he's the man, even though he has not always been the man. <laughs> um, like, but if you're unfamiliar with Peter, like just a little, just a little bit of, he was one of Jesus' disciples when Jesus was here. Um, uh, he like witnesses. He witnessed like the death and crucifixion. He was one of the first ones to see the empty tomb, um, and like he went on to be like the rock of the church when Jesus ascended, and fast forward to present day, and here we are. But, um, so, as we're looking at Second Peter, uh, we come across this, like, list of things that we need to be called to as believers. Um, so, starting in, uh, so this is chapter 1, verse 3. Um, ben went over this a little bit, but just a repetition is never a bad thing. Um, so, chapter 1, verse 3, boom, um, and I, like, skipped around, so I don't know at what point it like skips to verse 8, but it does. Um, so this says His divine power has granted to us all things that pertain to life and godliness. Through the knowledge of Him, sorry, I lost my place. Through the knowledge of Him who called us to His own glory and excellence, by which He has granted to us His precious and very great promises. So that through them, you may become partakers of the divine nature, having escaped from the corruption that is in the world because of sinful desire. For this very reason, make every effort to supplement your faith with virtue. Some of your translations are going to say goodness or excellence or something like that. Um, Make every effort to supplement your faith in virtue. And I'll skip ahead to verse 8 because... We have a whole semester on the other stuff, but um, it says that like if these qualities are yours and are increasing, they keep you from being ineffective or unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. And Peter even goes on to say that if you don't have faith and goodness or virtue or whatever, uh, then you're blind and you have totally forgotten what it means to be a Christian. Like, yikes, <laughs> a little tough, Peter, but like. Again, like, faith and goodness are these things that many of us, like, we do have in common, whether we believe in Jesus or not, but we've got to ask, like, what's the difference? Like, we might know it, like, that might be, like, an obvious, like, or not obvious, but like, it's like, of course, like, being a Christian is awesome, but like, according to this, and I want us to, like, take a look at, like, if we put that um, other scripture up, the one before this, um like based on these, um, why don't you just read that by yourself for a second? And kind of like jumping around in other places of scripture. I know that was like no time at all. Sorry, but um, like, like, what's the difference? And like other places in scripture, um, like it tells us like in Exodus thirty-four verse six that. God's goodness is abundant, it's abundant. In Psalm 23.6, we see that his goodness is always with us um, and we know that every good and perfect gift comes from above and we see that in James 1. Like our goodness is directly related to God, like the one true God, only from him do good things come. And it's not enough to be a good person based off of what we do. But based off of how we respond, how we respond to these good and perfect gifts that come from God. So um, back to that um, Peter like section. Um, I want to ask you guys, so crowd participation, sorry. actually no, I'm not. that was a lie. Um, but like <laughs> look at verse three and I want you guys to tell me like what, what do you see? Like, what is it that makes our faith and goodness different? So take a few seconds. Uh, What makes our faith and goodness different? Then whenever you're ready, just let her rip. I have one person that's avoided eye contact with me. So, how does like Christian faith and goodness, what makes it different than the faith and goodness that we see elsewhere in the world? Three. three? I mean, you can look at other ones, but I was thinking three. <laughs> it's rooted in something Yes. Yeah, who is saying that? Oh, it's Paul. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Our faith in goodness comes from one thing, it's not like multiple different things. Yeah, we're not like picking and choosing, like there's one source. Yeah, for sure. We're called to it in a way that other people are. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's granted power. It's granted, so like it's like gifted to us yeah. Definitely, yeah, those are, wait, did some... Did I see someone raise their hand in this section, or did I? Okay. <laughs> I was looking at you, Graham, but I won't call you out. You're like, <laughs> goodness me, not, not I. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, all these things, like, um, like, by his divine power, like that's what this comes back to, like like that one source that, um, that Abby was talking about, like we are called to these things, like we have to know Jesus. And lastly, like our faith in goodness, it ought to be increasing. Like we don't just like, I have faith and I'm good, done. Check that box, good for the rest of my life. <laughs> like, Like there ought to be progress, right? Which I have a little bit of a problem with that word, but um, another question, um, like what gifts in this passage, like, like what are we given, like what is gifted to us, kind of to bounce off of what Jacob you said too, like we are granted things. Um, yeah, what are some things that we are given, gifted, granted, whatever. City. Promises, yeah. Yeah, what promises do we see in this? Everything we need for godly love. Everything we need for godly love. Yeah. Let's get one more person. Um, there it is. So, like, the gifts that we are given, like, things that I pulled from this were, like, that we receive his own glory and excellence, that we become partakers of the divine nature, and we get to escape the corruption that is in the world. And what I think, like, maybe even broader is, like, what I think is happening here is that the goodness we receive and experience gives us a very clear reason to have faith in God. You're like, yeah, Hannah, that's clear, clear as mud, okay? <laughs> and like, I don't, I, don't know your story. I really, don't. I'd love to know it. But um, like, despite your experiences and your trials, like there is a reason to choose faith in God. Like, despite what the devil throws at you, you will be okay. Um, despite like what life experience you will come across, like. God is better, God is greater, there is a reason to choose faith. And you have to remember the goodness that he has given you. Like, we have a responsibility to still be good, and we have to choose faith and recognize goodness. Um, and so, just a personal story for me, and I don't want to make this, like, story time with Hannah, but, like, when I was 14, I was, di- I was diagnosed with fibromyalgia. Is there anyone? Fibromyalgia? Okay, cool. <laughs> I'm not surprised. Um, and like a lot of you know this about me, but for everyone else in the room that doesn't, the thing with fibromyalgia, they call it a trash can diagnosis, <laughs> which is like such a bummer. Uh, like, like the, So all that means is that they land on a diagnosis whenever all the tests come back negative. Like there's zero things showing up on your blood work. It's like, this is our last resort. It's, it's fibromyalgia. Probably, or <laughs> really, that, that, that is like still how I interpret that. Um, and so, a person with fibromyalgia experiences like widespread pain, sleep disturbances, like cognitive struggles, like focus and memory problems. And you guys are like. <laughs> that makes sense, (laughs) like, Hannah's focus is, like, not even existing, but, like, and other things that come along with that, like, anxiety and depression, because it's, like, there's really not an answer for, like, why you are in, like, constant pain, and I know that sounds, like, really dramatic, but whatever, and, like, the list is, the list goes on, but those are the big ones, like, the big ones for me, too, but, like, I've been experiencing this for nearly 15 years, and I know I don't look sick, and I know I've, like, got, I've got joy. Like people tell me that all the time, and like thank God. Um, but like I assure you, it has been hard work. It's been very hard work. Um, whenever you're giving, whenever you're given a trash can diagnosis, and like whenever you're hearing the doctor say like fibromyalgia, you got it. It's a trash can diagnosis. <laughs> it's like you still feel very unsure, even later and like even 15 years later like i still have a very very hard time going to the doctor and i hate getting blood work done because i'm so scared that they're going to tell me everything's fine despite what my body is very clearly telling me and unfortunately i've heard very well meaning people tell me like it's okay god gave this to you for a reason or there's a purpose for this but then like that's where it stops like that's it i'm like anything else? Do you have, like, an answer to this riddle, or do I just figure it out and just go home and just cry? Like, want anything else? Do you want to, like, hug me? Like <laughs> Anything else? And, like, and I've even had people tell me that, like, like, it's a punishment and that, like, I deserve it because I'm a sinner. Like, that's, like, a really massive thing to hear when you're 14. <laughs> like, and, and it sucks. I'm not gonna, I'm I'm not gonna sugarcoat it like that's a horrible thing to hear at any time in your life but like and while I very much believe like part of those things and I be- and I believe what they're trying to say that like I do believe that like sickness is a thing that's in the world because of sin and because of the fall I do believe that God can use sickness in anyone to like help others like my story like has helped like praise God I've been able to like, move past a lot of these things and insecurities and, like, support others through this. And, you know, like Romans eight twenty two, it's like, I do believe that God uses all things for good according to his purpose. Ugh. And, like, there's so much more to these things, which is, like, an entirely different teaching. Um, but fact of the matter is, is, like, I had to choose faith, and I had to recognize goodness. Like, I had to. Like, things got dark, and things can still get dark. But, like, whenever you think in rock bottom and then it's like, here's a shovel, Hannah. And I'm like, perfect. <laughs> like, like, it gets dark down there. And I still have to choose faith and recognize goodness. And my natural response is to say, like, ah, you don't know what you're talking about. Or, like, it's very easy to isolate yourself. And I think all of us do that no matter what our problem is, no matter what our sickness is, whether that's physical or spiritual or mental or whatever it is, like, we we have a tendency to, like, isolate ourselves, and it's like, no one could possibly understand this pain. And it's just not true. Like, that's such a lie. It's such a lie. <laughs> and, and I remember in each of these moments when people just don't get it, and I know they mean well, and this isn't just, like, believers. Like, this is, like, other people out there, too. It's like, you know, like, and whenever you have a problem, there's so many people just trying to, like, fix things, and it can, it can get really tiring um, for all of us, but, like, whenever people just don't get it, like, even, like, day-to-day life, it's, like, we have to choose faith, and we have to remember God's goodness, And I and I distinctly remember I came to a point where I was lying in bed in pain, unable to sleep for, like, the fourth night in a row, and I remember telling God, like, and it was it was just like this like i don't even know how to explain it but it was like the entire room was dark everything was quiet and i and i i couldn't hear anything but like out of my mouth i was like you're still good and it wasn't like this glorious mountaintop like yes amen jesus is still king like it wasn't that sort of experience but it was like okay, you're still good. And that's what it looked like for me to choose faith in that moment. And, like, God had been waiting, like, so patiently for me to say that to him. He had been showing me and telling me, like, he had very gently been encouraging me to bring my focus back to him. And he was waiting for me in my confusion. He held me in that moment, and I had to choose to remember God was and is good now I've been dealing with these things for like over half my life now, like I know what to pray for others when they're going through a similar process or even just like suffering in general, like, and like my hope for others is to be able to like in that moment, like, you know, like just like Salem with his like feeling buddies, it's like, you're safe, it's okay, like you're you're going to be okay, let's find some comfort, except his feeling buddies are <laughs> like just these little, these little dolls and we're like, I don't know, let's have ideas, but like, whenever you get to know God, it's like, uh, I just hope that it becomes clearer and clearer and clearer that like, that's a, like that needs to be our first line of defense. Like, it needs to be. Like And there's a lot of different ways that like, faith and goodness can be like, like expressed in a lot, you know, whether that's like, having a good community or like, having like, some solid, like one-on-one time with Jesus or whatever, but like, uh, I don't know. It, it all comes down to like, like, you just have to look at things from a different angle whenever you're going through suffering and you're in this like moment of like just waiting and figuring faith out. <laughs> like you just have to realize like you got to come from a different angle because if God is good and Jesus is Lord, then my response and reaction needs to be goodness too. And there is a difference between response and reaction. My gut reaction needs a lot of work still. <laughs> My gut reaction is usually anger, and then after I've, like, calmed down, it's, like, just, like, bitter sadness. <laughs> but, like, there shouldn't be any other option if I'm a Christian, but to recognize that, like, I still need to choose God over and over again, and I will. Like, based off that first time, it's, like, like you, ju- you just have to choose over and over again. It's the same like any relationship, any marriage or friendship. It's, like, <sighs> I don't get it but I'm going to choose you, and I still choose you, and I'm not going anywhere. Because that's what God has offered us, right? Like, we love because he first loved us, right? Like, Like, we are always in response to Jesus. And again, like, I'm not the only one in the room that has faced a trial, and it would be, like, legitimately, like, idiotic for me to compare my experience to yours. Like, I'm not into that. But, like, we are all responsible for our response, and the, to the grace and gifts and goodness that has come from God. And I desperately hope that you choose faith. I hope that you recognize the goodness. I pray that you are the good that this campus needs. And to be honest, like this ministry needs too. Like we need goodness inside here. And if we don't have it in here, how can we possibly like stand firm whenever we're in our classes? whatever, it just feels like there's a lot of fiery darts at you, right? And the good news is, is that, like, God has empowered you to do, to do these things. Like, God's grace of, of being with him is open to every single person in this room. And, again, even if you've already, like, accepted Jesus, like, that doesn't mean the struggle to choose faith goes away. Um, that doesn't mean there aren't things disguised as goodness. But, again, choose faith, pursue goodness, and be that good. Um, and the last thing, um, does anyone know who like Christine Kane is? Oh, you guys! Oh, I need to follow her on Instagram, Christine Kane. This isn't like a promo or anything. But today, I was like, this is amazing. The timing of this is like perfect. And and also just the timing of this, like seeing like like I know a lot of you guys are like kind of in the depths right now, and like I see you, I hear you, and even my limited knowledge about you, like God sees it very clearly. Um, And so just like the timing of this was pretty awesome. Um, So she posted earlier three days ago. She said, um, the gap between what you are currently doing and what you want to be doing is the faith zone. It's the space where God steps in, the space where God does the impossible, the space where God gets the glory. Fight the urge to fill the gap Rush the process and jump ahead of his timing. That gap is where our faith is built. Nothing challenges our faith quite like seeing nothing. And in Hebrews 11, 1, now faith is the reality of what is hoped for, the proof of what is not seen. So with that, um, as always, like, staff is here to talk to you guys. Uh, we're here to pray with you guys. Um, now we're going to head to connection groups, and just choose faith, pursue goodness.